ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, adults of all ages, welcome to the Sideshow. And we are back. We're back. Episode five of the side piece. Side piece. This is the fifth time that we've attempted to record this today. It is. We've had technical issues, talking issues, speech impediments, and then decided, fuck it. You're going to take a bath and take a nap. Yep. And we did that. We did. So uh, I got a 30-minute power nap, heavily debating on another energy drink because I just put some first form in the refrigerator. Um, but for now, I'll just be drinking my lemonade crystal light nonsense. Um couple quick house cleaning things before we get into the episode. <clears throat> um, if you guys have not yet, go to To Be Better Reacts. Link is in the description. We have created a reaction video page for us to do non-relationship life shit. So if the things that we say and do entertain you guys and you actually enjoy our content beyond just the relationship aspect, check out the channel. Um, our goal is to get that channel to do the same thing that this channel is doing so that we can do the serious content for you guys as well as all of our shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, opening videos of like or box open box videos where we open things that people send to us reactions i was making my bath and i was looking at all the things that i was putting in my bath to make it mm -hmm. peaceful for me and my skin's super soft now yeah you could do a self-care video you could do a self-care video yeah we could do there's a lot there's a lot that we can do with that so if you're into that and you want to see that kind of content from us to be better reacts uh link in the description watch that yes um aj will be here next week Mm -hmm. So we have all of the next week's content done minus this. And we have a whole lot of Patreon shit we need to do. Speaking of the Patreon, if you guys join Patreon and you've already sent us an email, moving forward, I'm going to make you resend those emails. Mm -hmm. Because I'm having to go back into the folder, find the emails, and then put you in queue. And if you sent an email two months ago and it hasn't been read yet and it goes into the queue, you're getting skipped of everybody who's in Patreon currently that's waiting on emails to be read. And I don't think that's fair. Right. So... Um, if you're thinking about sending an email and you're thinking about joining Patreon, join Patreon before you send the email. Your email will get read quicker that way and you're going to make my life a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, also, <clears throat> for the love of God, stop sending me shit. Don't send it to Patreon. Don't send it on Discord. Don't send it on YouTube. Don't send it on fucking Instagram or TikTok. Send the emails. I have so much social media that I am in charge of that I already don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. that now I have to go back and find the content that people have sent us in all of these places just to tell you to send the emails. Right. I'm not doing that anymore. Moving forward, you've been warned. I'm, I'm going to ignore all of those other messages unless they're relevant to that platform. Mm -hmm. Hey, this video is not working. How do I get into Discord? Right. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and it's not from a place of fuck you guys. It's purely from a place of... I have too much hair. I'm already losing my hair. I don't have a whole lot to pull out. Like... I'm at my wits end with that. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Three minutes in, got a Patreon. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm going to hold off. Normally, we, we plug the Patreon as soon as we get them. This is super early. We're going to wait. We'll wait until we can break up the, the shenanigans a okay. little bit. Um, do you want to do your thing again? No. I didn't think so. No, I do not. <laughs> you going to save it for a live stream? Yeah, we'll we'll figure out somewhere else to put it. Okay. Um, I am... 95% sure that we've recorded this discussion already and either we didn't use it mm -hmm. or no one remembers that we did it but me. No, I, I feel like we've done this too. Okay, so then we had to have recorded it and maybe not used it, but I messaged AJ because he watches all the content that we put out to edit mm -hmm. uh, and create clips and shorts and he doesn't remember it. So we either talked about it on a super chat or a live chat or something or we just never used the content. Uh, and that is social media versus phone numbers. Right. So, do you want to talk about anything before we jump into it, or do you just want to get right into the mix? Um, oh, yeah, there is something I want to talk about. So, I say some really profound things in the comments on my TikTok sometimes, and somebody tagged me in something, and something I said like two months ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. I should say that on the podcast. So, somebody asked me, I actually have the screenshot, so I'm not making things up. So, somebody asked me, what happens when you set a boundary, then it wasn't respected? What if you feel like you still want to stay, but you don't want to compromise yourself anymore? And my response was, if your boundary has been crossed, that is up to you. You can stand your ground or you can be the ground that they walk on. Mm. That's good. That is good, right? Yeah. 
The amount of people who set boundaries and let people overstep them because they're in love is astonishing to me. Same. Because you you yeah. can be in love and, and hold your ground. You can you can you can be in love and set boundaries, and you can be in love and 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 be um firm, right? And what you're willing to accept or not accept from your person, mm-hmm. it's not hard to be like, hey, that's fucked up. I'm not going to tolerate that. And if they continue to do it, you tell them, like, you're showing me where I matter to you in your life. And if you're willing to continue doing this, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And, and and obviously, if you're married, that's a different scenario. You can't just leave a marriage. But, you know, that that especially in the dating phase. Oh, yeah. And that's that's kind of what we're going to get into with some of the topics today. We also got an email a minute ago. Um, actually, you know what? I'm just going to read that email. I think I might have just filed it away. Okay. So while you're doing that, that can apply to more than just romantic relationships. Absolutely. That's any relationship in general, especially when it comes to family. A lot of family thinks they get a, a free pass to do whatever they want because I gave birth to you Mm -hmm. or I'm your sister. I'm your brother. I'm your favorite aunt. Mm -mm. Nope. No, you don't. You know, that was the perfect little blurb for me to think of as we're getting ready to go into giving out phone numbers versus social media. What's that? Boundaries. boundaries? Yeah. And when those are crossed, are you willing to compromise yourself and lower your self-worth? Or are you going to stand your ground? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't. When it comes to that self-worth thing and like, there are just unforgivable sins in my opinion. Like there are things that I'm not going to overlook. They're not, I can forgive you. But I'm not going to trust you again after them. Right. And 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 there are things that uh, are going to happen in life that sometimes may happen in like, oh shit, I can't believe that just happened. I'm sorry, it just happened. It's a different scenario. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, I don't, I can't accept this. And two weeks later, they do that after just having that talk. Like, come on, they knew, they fucking knew better. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, this email that I got is a short one. I, I think that I'm going to have Jennifer make a short email folder because we get a lot of emails that are a paragraph. And and normally I'm like, I don't want to answer those. Right. I don't want to deal with a one paragraph. There's not enough information there. But today while doing cardio, we realize that there's a lot of information there. There's an opportunity for us to have an unbiased discussion that's not pertaining to specifics. And it allows us to side side piece those. Mm-hmm. So um, while I read this, um, can you make a note to message her or can you just message her and tell her to do that, please? This email says, feelings unheard. It's a short one. It just says, what do you do when your husband doesn't take your feelings into consideration, nor does he listen to your feelings? Y'all have a seven-month-old, and you're constantly home taking care of the baby and the home plus three dogs and a cat. We have no savings. We live paycheck to paycheck. Sex life is awful, and I try every day uh, I can to bring all of these feelings up, but he just doesn't seem to care. We currently live with my parents. He works in construction. Sorry for the long email. It was a fucking paragraph. There's nothing long about that email. You want me to read it and you can pause me like I do you? Yeah, I did, I did not lot. retain any I know. Of that. See? It sucks being on the opposite end of that, yeah. doesn't it? That, I like hearing you talk, though, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier for me to listen to you because I can listen to you tank, talk about shit all day long. Just yeah. dumb shit like... You could be talking about Legos. And I'd be like, oh, really? The green little blocky thing? Do tell. The yellow blocks. Got it. Keep going, babe. All right. I'm going to start reading you like Harry Potter or something. Bust out Game of Thrones. Read an instruction manual. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. What do you do when your husband doesn't take your feelings into consideration, nor does he listen to your feelings? Okay, pause. Not listening to feelings Mm -hmm. and never takes her feelings into consideration. And they're married. And they're married. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> um, I'm going to elaborate on that, or I'm going to talk about that a little bit. When when you, how how you expect him to take your feelings into consideration is going to depend on how good your relationship is. Mm-hmm. If you are good, if you are mediocre, mm-hmm. too good, you are going to have a much more receptible husband than you are if you are nagging, complaining, and, and he's miserable. Right. If you are good on the way to great. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't even be a thing because he's going to be wanting to do the things to make you happy that he can because he wants you to be happy and he wants to continue that happiness. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to bet in that situation, there's some sort of animosity between the two of you and there's nagging and complaining and you are lacking the ability to openly communicate and comprehend. And there's a problem. I'm going to throw in there. So I recall they're living with her mother. Mm -hmm. I bet she hears everything that happens in that relationship. And now they're ganging up on him. Oh, I'm sure. I'm or sure. she's she's instigating the negativity bias. Yeah. Why are you living at home with your mom when you're married? Yeah. 
Does it say how old they are? Mm-mm. No, this is one of those short emails with no, no real information. Okay. says that there's a seven-month-old, um, and she's constantly taking care of the baby, the home, plus three dogs and a cat. So why do you? Why are you the one taking care of everything? Are you? Is your mom living with you guys? And if so, why isn't your mom helping? Right. And if your mom, if you are living with your mom and your mom doesn't work, then why isn't your mom helping with the baby? Because there's a there's a generation, three generations there that could be helping raise that, or two that could be helping to raise that baby. Mm-hmm. And like, if you guys are living as a broke family trying to make ends meet, and you're living with mom, and you guys are helping each other out, like there's an opportunity there for a lot of growth and, and assistance. Yeah. Um, a lot of learning opportunity too. Right. Hoping, you know, in the event that the mother, the, the mom is, is a um, healthy woman in terms of her behavioral patterns. Right. Um, we have no savings. We live paycheck to paycheck. Sex life is awful. And I try every day I can to bring all these feelings up, but he just doesn't seem to care. So your sex life sucks. I wouldn't have sex in my mom's house either. Why are you living with your mom? Like that's a uh, that's a, a real concern. That like a, if he's the only one working, if yeah. he's the breadwinner, right? He's Ooh. working construction. He's the only one bringing a paycheck, and you're a stay at home, living at your mom's house, mm-hmm. and you're still living to paycheck to paycheck. There's a whole lot of questions there too. Where's the money going? Right. There, there's just a lot. Like, why aren't you working? Are you, you have a seven month old. Like, right. you can find daycare if you need to. So if they're living at mom's house and mom owns the house, are they not paying rent mm-hmm. or if they are paying rent? Cause that's two different scenarios. Yep. If they, if they're renting the house and mom moved in with them, my mom helping with rent, but he's also supporting another, another human being. Yeah. I mean, he could that, be that probably hates him. If, if, if our sex life sucked and you were constantly nagging at me to do shit, I'm why would I, what am I getting out of this marriage? Right. Other than grief. So from his standpoint, from what she just said, the only thing I'm hearing right now is he's not getting laid. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is nagging and complaining in his ear that he's not doing enough. And he's working construction, which is not an easy fucking job, only to come home and have to hear about all the shit that's going on. Right. And like you said, if the mom is there, then they're probably fucking talking shit about him. And there's a whole lot of negativity bias. And he's probably feeling like he's the fucking problem no matter what. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go above and beyond? I'd be looking at the exit. I would be planning my exit strategy in that scenario. And I'm not saying that's the right answer, but like you guys need to in that situation, you got to take accountability here. Yeah. And 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 to say that the sex sex life is awful, does that mean that your sex itself is garbage? Or are you not having? Sex? Or are you not having sex? Right. And if he's the problem, and you think that you know the sex life is garbage on his end, I guarantee you he knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows that you're not into him like that, and that you're just appeasing him if you are having sex, and the sex life is awful. Right. Like, um, these little emails can give us a whole lot of like what ifs that we can talk about and not mm-hmm. be super crazy specific, which is kind of fun and, and not super draining. Right. Um, we currently live with my parents. He works in construction. Sorry for the long email. Oh, live with my parents. So both parents it's his parents. There. Yeah. Oh man, that must be even more rough because now her dad could be in her ear and be like, you need a man. Yeah. I wonder how old they are. Cause I guarantee you they're young. Yeah. And, um, when they say living with parents, I'm imagining like, 18 to 20. Uh, yeah, 18 to 25 is what I would be thinking. Yeah. But I, I also think that if he's working construction, like, is he a tradesman? Yeah. Is he just doing labor right now to work his way up in a company? Is it, You know what I mean? Like, working construction is a very broad fucking statement. Mm-hmm. You can say I work construction and do uh, hurricane shutters. You can say I work construction and do drywall right. or framing or, you, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Plumbing, it, electrician. There's a whole lot of things that you can do in the construction business that is specialized trade work that could eventually make you a lot of money. I don't like emails. I, I don't, um, I like the short emails when they're short and sweet. I wish that was the one that I thought it was. I don't know what I did with that email. Yeah. Um, and Jen may have moved it already, but when we get emails like that, um, it's a very, he's the problem. But when you read the email, like she's super negative about it. Right. So if you are living in that situation, you're at whoever's parents' house. There's a new baby. Things are strained. Everything is awful. Plan a date night. Ask grandparents to watch the kid for a couple of hours. Go out and go somewhere and actually get dressed up. Put mm-hmm. effort into it and go somewhere and do something you guys enjoy doing. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be expensive. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, just go to a park or something and hang out mm-hmm. together for a little while with no distractions. Pack a picnic basket and go sit at a beach if you're near one. Yeah. Why you know there's a whole level, a whole other level of stress that comes in when you live with someone else, mm-hmm. 
Like even as a couple that have a roommate, yeah, there's a stress there. But when it's when you're living in someone else's house and you are the roommate, there's a whole other level of stress because you never know how long it's going to last. Right. You know, roommate situations normally fall apart mm-hmm. almost always. Um, and if you're living in a parent's house, there's you know that you're being judged. They may be cool to you, but you know that deep down there's an animosity. They're like, why don't you get the fuck out of my house? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have, there are a few people in my life that if they needed a place to stay, I would give it to them, but it would be temporary, yeah. a month, two months tops. And I would help them get on their feet to get them into a place of their own, but they're not fucking staying here. Like, it's just not. And, and, and in the event that something happened and like we had to take care of one of our parents and that was a mandatory thing, the, the man cave is becoming a bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. You're not staying in the house. I don't want you to hear me fucking. I, I'm not trying to have you in my business. I don't want to hear your opinions about shit. Like, right. This is my castle. You are a, 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 a guest in the court. And that shit needs to be maintained. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could live with somebody like that. No, I couldn't either. I There's a certain peace in the household. I know that, you know, when the kids aren't here, I can not wear any clothes. I can belt and sing and we can have our tense discussions and work through our bullshit and there's nobody eavesdropping. Yep. I'm good. Yep. It's a lot to think about. It is really a lot to think about. You know, <clears throat> living in that mindset too, outside of her email, just as a man, living at her parents' house, knowing that they're hearing all of your arguments, knowing that she's probably confiding them when you're not there and you're at work. Just having that seed planted that she could be talking to them, even if she's not, that that's going to kill intimacy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-mm. Yeah, we, we say it all the time that women women control the intimacy in the relationship, and it could be something as simple as the way that you talk to your your your, your person. And if you are, um, if you are constantly being negative, it's going to destroy every aspect of the relationship. Um, and actually, you know what? Let's miserable people have bad relationships. Yes. If you are one of those people that is always negative and complaining and nagging about the things that's going on in your life and hemming and hawing and being depressed and and the job's not enough and the man's not enough and they don't do enough and you know nothing is ever good enough for your standard and you just complain and bitch about it constantly, your relationship is going to suffer. There's no way around that. Yeah. There's, there's also a type of judgment that comes with that. And that falls back into what I was saying last night about being the judge and the felon. If you're constantly nitpicking and nagging and you're judging your partner for being less than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot harder to make somebody want to step up when you're being that way. Mm-hmm. People don't want it. It's why teenagers rebel. Teenagers rebel. They, they do that because they're trying to find themselves and, and like, obviously they're angsty. That's right. the whole thing about being a teenager. But when you're constantly riding them, they're not going to follow your rules. They're trying to do their own thing and live their own life and learn their own lessons. And the more you ride them, the more they rebel. Right. That's just the way that shit goes. It's the same thing in marriage. If you're constantly riding your, your partner, your person, you're not going to ever get the best version of them because there's going to be bitterness. That was a good catch. Yeah, I'm trying. Trying real hard. Yeah. Um, we did date nights. We've talked about I versus you statements a lot too. Um, so a lot of this shit's just redundant. I think that we may have to move away from the side piece topics like this because, I mean, though we have them, mm-hmm. there's only like, 15 conversations here that need to be had, but I don't know how long all of them are going to be. Okay. And today may only be a one topic thing, but it could be three or four and and we may be able to knock this list out. So let's talk about social media versus phone numbers. I'm going to hit you with a scenario that came through that came through as an email that, um, I I actually responded to. I'm, I'm almost positive. We talked about this. I know. I feel like we did. Anyways, we'll do it again. That way we have a place that we can send it in case somebody's asking social media questions. Okay. So let's say I go to the bar, mm-hmm. which we know will never fucking happen. But I go to the bar. Um, there's two girls out there, and it's me and Sean. And we're having a couple of drinks, and we look over and notice these girls are having a couple of drinks. And we walk over and talk to these girls and uh, spend... I don't know, four hours drinking with them, just kind of chopping it up, having the night. And at the end of the night, I go to pay for their tab and I, I buy buy the girl's drinks all night long and then ask for her social media and give her mine. And we engage, we trade Instagrams. And then the girl goes home and tells her husband, you know, uh, I probably should have done this the other way around, but the girl goes home and tells her husband that, you know, some dude paid for their drinks and um, they exchange social medias. 
And dude is like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't have done that. And she's like, well, it's for networking purposes. It's not that big of a deal. Looking at it from what the example that I just gave, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? I'm infuriated. You can talk. Yeah, okay. I do. So in that scenario, are we married? And you're doing no, that? no. Okay. I, I, I should have just said a dude meets a woman and I was trying to make it relatable. Okay. So that there was a reason for you to feel the way that you're feeling right now so right. that you could talk about it because I when people ask me shit like that, I always go, Okay, if I was in a situation, how would I feel? Because it's a lot easier to go, if this was me, I would be infuriated or I would not. Because otherwise, I could be like, I don't really give a shit, bro. It's your life. Right. I don't care. So I have to put myself in those situations. So, so all right, let's start over. Well, before you go away from that, that made me realize something. If you're in a relationship and you're going out and you're spending the money that you earn for your family on another woman, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's a form of cheating in my eyes. You are taking the money away from us, from our family... And giving it to another woman and giving her attention with the money that is used to support our life. Mm-mm. I think cheating's a little bit too extreme in that, but that yeah, falls in that same category of betrayal to me. It's betrayal. Yeah. I definitely think it's betrayal because that's money that could have gone to you for clothes or the kids for clothes or school bags. Betrayal is the right word. Betrayal, right. Yeah. And, and in that scenario, you know, I don't know how much it costs to go out and drink. I can't imagine that you could go to the bar for less than $100. I, I, I don't know, though. I know that the last time I bought us drinks... It was at Cinebistro. We had one drink a piece and it was like $30. Yeah. With the tip, it was like 40. Um, no, it was 30 with the tip. Oh. Yeah, it was 30 bucks. Because I, I remember specifically pulling a 20 and two fives out of my money clip and leave it in the thing for the guy. <clears throat> Granted, that's not a bar bar. That's like a high-end restaurant that serves alcohol. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know what beer costs. I don't drink right. beer. If I'm going to the bar, I'm drinking whiskey. Like, I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink. But if you're going to be there for three or four hours, it can't be a cheap thing. Mm-mm. You figure if you're there, you average a drink an hour. If you're there for four hours and four or five drinks, like, you know, it's got to be $12, $13 a drink. And if you're paying for another person or two more people on top of that, there's a hundred bucks. Right. It could go quick. would be my guess. So um, let me rephrase that whole scenario then, because um, it made you go in a different place than I had intended. So then let's redo the scenario and say it as. Two women go to the bar, one of them in a relationship, person at home doesn't really want his woman to go to the bar, but is afraid to tell her he doesn't want her to go to the bar because he doesn't want to be seen as a controlling man because that's how they're portrayed on social media when men have boundaries and women don't care to, to adhere to them. Or clingy. Right? Okay. Overly affectionate. So, so we're good with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they go to the bar, they have a couple drinks. While they're drinking, two dudes that are at the bar notice that they're there drinking they have the opportunity to walk over in there and spark up a conversation and end up spending three to four hours drinking with these two women mm-hmm. at the end of the night when the bar is starting to close down one of the gentlemen pays for the both women's drinks and then they exchange social media the one in the relationship yes okay do both girls do it or just her no fuck it say both of them okay and then the woman goes home and the person at home says how much money did you spend and they say oh nothing somebody bought my drinks some, some dude bought my drinks and we exchanged social medias. It was a good time, blah, blah, blah. Full disclosure, not hiding anything, full transparency, right? Or at least it appears to be that way because we don't know right. what those discussions entailed. And he says, I'm not comfortable with you giving out your social media. I view that as you giving out your phone number to people mm-hmm. because this, this person who just paid for your drinks now has full access to you whenever they want, whether you respond to them or not. They have the ability to reach out to you whenever they want. And how do I know that you're not going to go out and drink with them or other things nefarious are happening? You basically just gave some dude your phone number and we're in a relationship that's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this. I know we have too. Um, well, I would have a follow-up question. If, if I were in that scenario, I'm a dude, my woman comes home and hits me with, dude bought our drinks all night, I gave him my social media. Mm-hmm. I would then follow up and ask, oh, did you tell me you're in a relationship? And if the answer is no... That would be a little bit more pissed off because in my mind, that is definitely swapping with intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person that sent that email asked me how I felt about that. And I put myself in that position and I would have a huge fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Like huge, huge problem. Because I, I view that as you giving out your phone number. Right. There's you are. If you were in a relationship and you meet a new man or a new woman, a person that you would be interested in and you engage on that level that gives them gives them access to you mm-hmm. 
you are making a decision to set something up in case your relationship fails or in case you're not getting needs met, you can get it from this other person. That that whole scenario just seems sketchy as fuck to me and I would have a huge fucking problem with it. Yeah. If you came home and told me that you allowed another dude to buy your drinks, that alone would start a fight. Oh yeah, that's a problem. I was yeah. saying that's a problem too. If a dude offered to buy my drinks, I'd be like, no, I got it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I would have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if he was super insistent, I'd be like, look, my husband gave me enough money to take care of myself tonight. Yeah. I, I would hope that if you were at, at a bar, and I mean, obviously we know that that's not a scenario because even when you go out with boyfriend nights, you go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. But if you ever went out to drink and somebody came to the table and you specifically was like married, fuck off, and they continue to be persistent, I would hope that you would message me and give me the opportunity to come up there. Oh, I would call you. Because even even if I'm not trying to to create conflict, my presence being there is enough normally to deter people to get away from you. Mm -hmm. And if not, I can at least pull you out of there. Right. There's not a reason for you to be engaging with people who are under the influence of any any substance Mm -hmm. in any building at any time without me. Aside from it being in a position where you could be attacked or harmed because you never know what's going to happen when people are inebriated. Right. Um. It's just not a safe situation. That's one of the reasons why I don't want you going to the bar. I mean, it's the main reason is a safety thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so on, on that whole topic, when you give somebody your social media, do you view that as somebody giving your phone number? Because people don't give their phone numbers out anymore. Because people yeah. don't talk on the phone. I, I do view that as giving out your phone number. You are giving them access to you in a way that a lot of people don't. I also view it as like you were saying it's a gateway to cheating people meet on facebook and start dating people meet on instagram and start dating people meet on tiktok now and start dating yep we get it we get the emails every day yeah i i would be pretty livid if i found out if you didn't come to me and i found out you were giving other women your social medias for the business i understand that yeah but i'm not in the business anymore right but if you were giving out say you were still in the business you have an Instagram for tattooing. Right. And then you have your personal one. If I found out that you were giving out your business to everybody, but there was one girl in particular you gave your private Instagram to, I'd lose my damn mind. Yeah. If I was still in the industry, I, I my personal Instagram is locked now. It's private mm-hmm. because people started finding me from this and, and follow me. I don't want you to follow me on Instagram. I barely even use the account. I log into our account mm-hmm. because I'm going to use, I use social media for business. I always have. Right. I have a personal Facebook that I post political shit on mm-hmm. um, because I hate the government on both sides. I, I don't, I hate both of your political parties. You both need to fucking go drowned. Right. I, I don't, I don't like tyranny in any way, shape or form. And I believe both sides of the parties are, are going for that um, in different fashions, whether you want to believe it or not, it, it, you need to open your eyes regardless of that. I, that's the only thing that I use my, my Facebook for or religious shit. I, I will post scripture every once in a while or an inspirational quote, but I got to be honest, I don't even, I don't like getting on Facebook. Right. I, I get on Facebook now more out of a habit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh God, I'm on Facebook. This is dirty. Yuck. Yeah. And I turn it off. I'm I close it. to delete it from my phone. Yeah. Um, so in the event that I was still in the industry and I was working, I would have business cards made with my social media information on it for the ones that I use to promote my myself, my brand or my business because I own the shop. Right. But if I was just an artist, my business card would just have my main social media. It would be Instagram, Facebook if I still had it at the time. Um, and I, I wouldn't put a TikTok on there cause I wouldn't be using TikTok for tattooing shit. Like that's not a very saturated thing. Most tattooers are 10,000 followers at most. Right. And that's if they're really good, you know, you may get more than that, but I don't want to sit there and have to make TikToks and do all that shit. I'd rather just take a picture from my portfolio, stick it on Instagram and go back to tattooing. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to engage with people. And like, even as a tattoo artist, when people would, would message me and be like, Hey, I want to get a tattoo. I'm like, cool, come in. Well, I want, I'm like, I don't care. Come in. Mm -hmm. If you can't come talk to me face to face and do a consultation. And if you're not willing to make the effort to come in and leave a deposit and talk to me about what you want to get done and do a consultation, you're not serious. Mm -hmm. You're talking shit and time is fucking important to me. And if I'm sitting here having a useless conversation for you for 45 minutes and I never see you again, that's almost an hour of my time that I could have been drawing, could have been listening to an audiobook, reading, studying scripture, Fucking doing something that gives me value instead of talking to somebody about all of their wish list bullshit. Right. So I, I would never give my personal anything to anyone. I've had the same phone number since 2009. Yeah. Or 2008. 
You, you know how often my phone rings? Not often. Yeah, because I don't give a shit out. Mm. People have it for business purposes, like actual business, like you're a vendor or you're a construction company or whatever. And and I had it. I did use it for photography for a little bit. So I had photography stuff going on for a while, but those don't come through anymore because I'm, I haven't done that in years. Mm. So like there's no reason for people to reach out to me. The people who know me know me. And some of my old clients do have my phone number. But that's because when you go from shop to shop before I own my own studio, I needed to be able to to to, to network with people. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Now I have I have two phones because I don't want if I want to go on vacation and be unaccessible, I have a second phone that only have like four people have the phone number five, maybe. That's it. And I'll take that other phone if I really want to be left alone. I took it with us to Tennessee and left it in the car the entire time. Mm-hmm. Luckily this didn't get overwhelming and I was able right. to just keep my main phone with me. But um we people don't need 24/7 access to us. The idea of the phone rings, we have to answer it or the text message goes off, I have to check it. That new notification ding, oh my god, what is it? I have to look. Oh, I have 15 new notifications on Instagram. Oh my god, I got to look. Yeah. That's not healthy for us. You know, this might sound super shitty, but my mom and my sister know don't call me. If I want to talk to you, I'll call you. Yeah. Yeah, they can, you can text me and see what I'm doing. You got a right. minute for a phone call like it's very rare. If I call somebody out of blue, there's something going on. Like, right. I will never just randomly call someone. Yeah. Like, there's an emergency. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I never talk to my family. I do. We, right. Once or twice a week, we have 30, 30 minutes to an hour phone call. But never call me just to go, oh, I went shopping today and there's a new brand of pizza out. I'm yeah. too busy for that. Yeah, same. When it comes to having that unlimited access, there are certain people, like your husband or your wife, who should have that unlimited access to you. Mm-hmm. When you are out on a bar and you give a stranger unlimited access to you the way that your wife or husband should, that's a problem. Yeah. And you're doing that by giving out your social media. You are. You know, if they can message you whenever the fuck they want Mm -hmm. and it's a private conversation because you can't hear those conversations. You know, if we're sitting on the couch together and you are a bar goer and you are laying with your head on that end of the couch and I'm sitting up watching TV with your feet in our lap the way that we watch TV either one of us could be talking to whoever the fuck we wanted to be talking about Mm -hmm. and nobody, we would never know it because it's silent. Right. We could be watching a movie and I could be thinking we're having an intimate time and you could be talking to another motherfucker on your phone that you met at the bar two nights ago. I don't, I don't like that shit. And that's a very prevalent thing that people do. If you are messaging somebody that your spouse has no idea exists and you're having constant regular communication daily with that person, you're cheating. I agree. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And you can just claim it's friendship. There's nothing going on. I met them two weeks ago and we have a lot of in common. You're cheating. Yeah. And yeah. Or you're leading up to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand having long and this is going to lead into the next discussion. And I I, I understand having long term friends. Mm -hmm. I have a few few females that I've known for a very long time and I'm friends with them, but I don't talk to them every day. And I don't I don't let the conversations get skewed. I don't let the conversations go in a way that could potentially be wrong. Um it's always, how's your life going? How's work? How's school? Because some of them are, are still going to school for college shit. Um, anything new happening? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get into your relationship shit. Like, I, I really don't care about things like that. If you've been married for a long time, I may ask how your kids and your husband is. But I, I don't It's I don't have those kind of friendships. I just don't. Right. My life is too fucking busy to worry about what other people are doing. And the people that I, I am truly friends with are busy as fuck too. Mm-hmm. So when we have those conversations, it's literally like 10 or 15 text messages once or twice a month. And, it, and it's really just, hey, I'm still alive, almost done with school. How's work? How's the you know, business is recovering? Right. It's just to keep in contact. But it's not like, oh, we're besties, selfies. Like, no. let's go to the bar. Yeah. Majority of my long-term friendships will go six months without speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll message him out of the blue and be like, hey, thought about you today. I yep. hope you're doing good. That's it. And that's it. They'll hit me back three hours later. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about you, too. I've seen your podcast. You guys are doing dope. Yep. And that's... then we won't talk again for another three months. Yep. I, I, I value those type of friendships. Yeah. Because I know that they're grinding the same way that I am. Mm-hmm. And if they if they need me or I need them, we're there for each other. But for the most part, we can exist. Right independently of each other and still be cool. You know what I mean? You know, those kinds of friendships also show that you're secure in yourself as a person because you're not constantly bidding for attention Yeah, from other people. Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, and that's, that's actually something I had to learn mm-hmm. because I always have that. I always have my person. It's a borderline thing and it is. Um, but I always have my one friend person that's always there mm-hmm. and like, I'll get really close to him for a while and then we'll kind of fall off. I'll split whatever will happen and, and that'll be that. And then I'll find the next person and I'll latch on to him and I'll hold on to him for a while. And then it'll, it'll happen again. 
And I don't have anyone right now that's like that. And it, it's weird for me, but I used to really fall apart. Like when I noticed that the friendship was starting to fade, I wouldn't know what to do with myself and the abandonment issues would kick in and I would start to feel really panicky mm-hmm. and, uh, oh God, I'm alone. I don't have any friends. What do I do? I'm fucking lonely, blah, 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 blah. Do you blah. think this is you accepting what a healthy friendship is? Um, Because those friendships where you guys are super close for a very long period of time and then fall off, was that really a friendship or are you just filling a void? No, I, I think that, I really think that those were like, true deep meaningful friendships Hmm. because i I had people that were like brothers to me that even though i don't speak to anymore if they called me i would still stop what i'm doing to go help them yeah and like tim was the last person that i was really attached to like that and even though him and i are still very close we just don't talk like we used to Mm -hmm. and every time he comes around it's like he never left like that friendship is still very much intact but he's got a Mm seven-year-old you know what i mean and he's living his life and doing his hobbies and still working and like he's married and his wife is running her own business now. And because I've been where he is, I know how stressful that is. And I don't play video games. And at the time I did, and we had a small podcast and we did the things that we did. And that was a lot of fun for me, but because we were doing things together on, on his hobbies, it was a lot easier to stay like close to him. When I quit playing video games and they all continued playing video games, that was my decision. Mm -hmm. And if I still played video games, I would still get a couple hours a week with them throughout the week and we would be playing other things and doing other shit because of the video game time. Mm -hmm. I just don't care about shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, He's actually supposed to be coming over tonight or tomorrow uh, to fix the computer. Oh. Um, What time tonight? uh, It might be tomorrow. If it is tonight, it's six o'clock, either tonight or tomorrow. I think it's Saturday. I'm almost positive it's Saturday. Okay. Um, I told you about that, though. When I when we made the plans, I just... I don't think I put it in my phone. All right. So anyways, now that we we both agree that giving your, your social media out to somebody is the same thing as giving your phone number out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I, even, even in terms of same-sex scenarios, like where if I just met someone new, I don't know if I would give them my social medias. I wouldn't. Like, there's not really a reason for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... Like if if I meet someone new and we really hit it off, I would probably be more inclined to give them my phone number. Be like, yo, text me. Let's fucking meet up next week and go do this sponsorship thing or go whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because I don't really meet people on a personal level and want to engage with them beyond that that first engagement. Mm-hmm. And if I hit them off, hit, if, if we hit it off enough that I want to take that beyond a first engagement... Um, it's I want it on a personal level, not on a, a, a social media superficial give me a follow. Right. Um, so even in that aspect, I don't think that I would give my social media out to people. If somebody asked me, Hey man, what's your, what's your Instagram? I, I would give them the to be better Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't give them my personal one. I, I would have given them my photography one at one point, but my old original Instagram, I wouldn't have given that to anybody. I don't know you. Like, right. why do you want to follow my, do you, you like, are you trying to stalk me? That's how I view that shit. Like that's just a weird thing to ask someone. If you cultivate your social media to be relationship advice Mm -hmm. or you cultivate your social media to be food or workout or whatever, right? And you're trying to grow a following and to be an influencer. You want followers because the more followers you have, the more opportunity you have to make money selling your shit, selling yourself, getting advertisers, sponsorships, whatever. That's a lot different than just being Joe Blow who takes pictures of their cats and their dogs and their foods and their car and their wheels. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like nobody, nobody gives a shit about that. You're doing that to document your life. Why would you? It just seems weird to me. Like the real, really, the thought of that is weird. Like, why do you want to see pictures of my food and my dog? Dogs are cute. Cats are cute. I get that. Right. So like, to be fair, I, I would rather see pictures of your animals than your kids. So <laughs> I just processed what you just said. <laughs> Seeing your animals yeah. instead of your kids. You don't think that's weird, though? Like, why Why do we... Uh, it, the, the way you approach it can be weird. If you are obsessing over somebody and you want to know every little detail about them and go through every single photo, I find that stalkerish. Right. If, for example, me, people are fascinated by me. They're finding my personal Instagram. It's all piercing related. Right. I don't have anything on there about me, but that's another little window into my life yeah. because they want to, they want to emulate what we have. Right. But... Yeah, I guess right, but we're influencers now, right? Right, like and and goddamn, does that sound fucking weird? Yeah, right? Sorry, it makes my stomach it. turn a little bit. Um, it, yeah, that that's strange to even say that. But people who you just meet in public that you kind of like, you, you like, I don't know, you go to Taco Bell and the chick behind the Taco Bell counter 
kind of thinks they recognize you and then finds you on social media and follows you. There's a reason for that. Yeah. She's not just following you because you have pictures of your dog, bro. Like she found you on social media for a reason. Yeah. People that go out of their way to find you on social yeah. media. That is very creepy to me. I don't know. We don't think about that anymore. Like yeah. that's not something that ever passes anybody's mind because it's just normal. Social media is such a normal thing for us that when you really sit down and think about it, you are opening up your life to allow other people to look at the shit that you, and people are posting their kids on the internet. Oh God. Like, yeah. I, I have a huge problem with that. You, you see horrifying. pictures of kids in bathtubs and shit. And like Mm-mm. with child pornography being the way that it is, I would never, ever, ever post pictures of my fucking kids on the internet, especially without clothes on the fuck is wrong with you guys. Right. It's a whole fucking thing. There's a dude on TikTok who covers that shit. And he was like under an FBI cover investigation. The shit that he saw happening on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Twitter, Twitter too. Mm-mm. Y'all yeah. need to stop that shit. Facebook has um, one of the largest human trafficking rings utilizing Facebook in the world. I believe that. Um, what else? So, so yeah, when you really think about that, though, like that's that's not normal. People close their blinds mm-hmm. because they don't want people to see in their house. Right. Right. They lock their doors because they don't want people coming into their house. Mm-hmm. But they will post every facet of their life on the Internet for strangers to see it. And it doesn't take much for someone to realize, oh, that's where they live. Yeah. Oh, this is their 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 whatever. You know what I mean? This is where they drop their kids off at school. Like we were hiking through the mountains in Tennessee. We took one photo at an overlook mm-hmm. and someone was like, oh, I know where you're at. Yeah, I know exactly where you are. Yeah. 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 It's weird. I, I understand the influencer thing and I understand people who run businesses and use social media for business. But when it comes to a personal level, it's weird to me. Yeah. It is like you want to share your life with your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Social media. You want to take pictures of of your vacation to show it to the people that are in your real life that you love and care about. And then you have 3000 people that you don't know following you and they're all heart reacting to your vacation and shit. And you're like, you know how fucked up that is, though? People we didn't post a lot on our vacation. So not in our scenario, but there are people who go on vacation purely just to take photos to show it off to the world. Yeah. There are partners or spouses being ignored on a vacation that they plan together because they want to impress the 3000 followers mm-hmm. they have on Instagram. Yeah. And when you give out your social media to a man at a bar and you're like, look at all of this, you're trying to impress somebody. Mm-hmm. When you give a window of your life on Instagram and you give your Instagram to a random man you met at a bar, knowing you're in a relationship, you're giving him a window into your life. Right. And you're going to give that man more attention on Instagram than you do your man in real life because you've already shown with the 3,000 photos you've posted, that's where your attention is. Right. Now, if you're in a relationship and all of your photos are you and your husband Mm -hmm. or you and your wife and you're on vacation and they're all together, look at us on the cruise, look at us in Vegas, look at us doing this, look at us eating together, look at us sitting on the same side of the booth, married, happy, married, happy, married, happy, married, happy, Mm -hmm. and you give your social media out and they see that. That's the end of it. Yeah. They're not going to try because they see that all of your photos are the two of you and you guys are living together. Now, if you're married and they're all fucking high angle titty shots or they're gym selfies constantly and there's no mention of your woman on there, no mention of being in a relationship and it's just you, 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 mm-hmm. you're cultivating an environment for people to give you uh, false attention. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, for business aspects, I understand social media hard. Right. But when it comes to a personal level of social media, it's fucking weird to me. And the more I think about like people having that kind of unfettered access to me, it bothers me. It, it really does. Like it makes me uncomfortable to think that there. I don't know two thousand people. Oh yeah, no. Personally, I, like enough that I know their names. I have like maybe twenty to fifty people that I know on in a real life scenario where I would remember their name. I might recognize them in public, mm-hmm. but I don't know them enough to need for them to see that I tore my pec muscle or that I've lost eighty pounds. Right. I don't need that that superficial validation. Um. I don't know. It's really weird when you think about it. It really is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's show and tell. It is. It's show and tell for strangers. It's not even the people in your classroom. It's people that you will never interact with because people will see something that you post. Oh, look at that raccoon photo. I love raccoons follow. Mm-hmm. And then your next photo is a picture of a surgery that you're going through. And then you get all these well-wishers of people you don't know. Oh, I hope you feel better, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't fucking know any of you. Right. It's weird. It is weird. Yep. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable when it's our shit, like the to be better Instagram. It's I, a business. It, it, right. But we are putting ourselves out there right. together. Um, that's not weird to me because of what we do and yeah. we do relationship stuff. And though that is a business, technically a business Instagram, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem posting our life. 
on that because we have a following that is we're making money doing this. It, right. it is a business, but we're doing it together. If, if it was your Instagram, my Instagram, the way that it was four months ago, and you're giving your Instagram out to a bunch of people and I'm not using Instagram at all. And I log in and see that you've got 10,000 followers and dudes are flirting with you and fucking talking to you. And you have a whole online persona that I was unaware of. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I know that a lot of people probably aren't going to think that's weird because you've gri- grown up with social media and like that's just normal to you. But when you really sit down and think about what's going on with social media and the way that we use it, it is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's scary. We we give people access to our lives that should not have access to our lives for them to have a window into it mm-hmm. um, to interact to give us a dopamine response, to make us feel like the things that we do and make matter. Even in terms of photography, when I was doing my photography and I was trying to get followers for my photography, I was doing it because I needed validation of my work. Mm -hmm. And when I would post a photo and get 1,700 likes and then post something else the next day that I think is just as incredible and it gets 20, I would then look at that photo and be like, man, this photo sucks. It only got 20 fucking likes on it. What am I doing wrong? Like, why did that one get so many and this one didn't? And you don't think about the algorithm. You know, you think about the quality of your work. Like, what am I doing wrong that this isn't getting attention like the last one did? Right. You then start to doubt your own abilities as a creative, mm-hmm. not, a, not as a social media creator, but like as a creative artist and wonder if you're fucking up somehow. You know what I mean? And like, we put a whole lot of stake into that. And, and and that was one of the reasons why I stepped away from photography. I stopped taking pictures because I didn't want to, tr- I didn't want to keep trying to vie for, oh my God, you're good on the internet. Like I like my photography. I take pictures because I enjoy it right. and I want others to enjoy it, enjoy it. And if it gets posted on social media and people see it and they don't interact with it and it says, you know, this has been seen by 3000 people and it's got four likes on it. I'm like, man, that's a horrible percentage. Like I have less than a percent of people that like my photography. Why am I even doing this? Right. And it was, you know, and then it became about money and trying to sell my prints and become a business. And it just, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know, man. And again, it's fucking weird. Like when you really think about like the way that we do things, that's not, I I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, it is. That was not the point of the entire conversation at all. Right. The point was if you give your social media out to a stranger, it's cheating. Yeah. (laughs) But you are giving people access to you that should not otherwise have access. Do we want to talk about friends of the opposite sex? Because we're an hour in of ranting. Where do you think, and I know that we've recorded this one, but we never posted it Mm -hmm. because it was the first attempt at a sideshow. Where do you think the line is drawn for people who are in relationships to have friends of the opposite sex? What are the stipulations on that? How does that work in a scenario that it is acceptable in your eyes? Because everybody's going to be like, well, you can have friends. It shouldn't matter. Right. You can have friends. If you are in a relationship and you're a friend with a man who has confessed feelings for you, that's a problem. Okay. What if you go to Taco Bell and the person behind the counter at Taco Bell finds your Instagram and starts talking to you and you, you strike a friendship and they're of the opposite sex? And they're new friends, somebody you've never really interacted with before. And now all of a sudden you're having conversations about what your favorite color is, what's your favorite movie, what music do you like, um, what do you do for fun, what kind of car do you drive. That would bother me. Yeah. That would bother me. Why do you feel the need to add strange men or strange women on your social media and initiate conversations and have a friendship? Right. Because most people do view your online presence as your actual friends. Right. So if it goes to, from the point of just being a social interaction once and then becomes a thing where you're in each other's inboxes. Texting versus sending DMs is the same fucking thing. Right. I'm going to be honest. I really don't message any dudes anymore. Once I began, once we started dating, all of them fell off. Right. You know, it was. I had a couple of dude friends where it was just amicable. They never confessed feelings for me or anything. I had one dude we would talk about plants all the time. There was another dude that we would talk about body modifications, all that kind of shit. And then once we and I started dating, they stopped texting me as much. Right. And it went from going, you know, a, co- a conversation, <clears throat> five minute conversation every day to I haven't heard from you in three months. So I, I think that really shows people's intentions behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. 
And because I know those intentions behind the scenes, I will never jeopardize my relationship just because I think someone's being friendly to me. Okay, now let's take that into the real world. Okay. So say that you have somebody that you were kind of friends with before you started dating somebody. Mm-hmm. Not close, just kind of friends. Right. And your relationship gets serious. You're a year or two in and now people are, are hitting you back up that you haven't talked to in a while. Say their relationship ended or whatever. Right. And now they're wanting to go have brunch or go to Panera and have fucking sandwiches with you or, you know, hey, I, I got my kids this weekend. Let's take the kids to the park. And you find yourself hanging out with persons of the opposite sex for whatever the reason is, but it's becoming a frequent thing. Where does that boundary get drawn? Because eventually that the opportunity for inappropriate situations is going to come up. Right. I'm going to say it. I, I don't think you should be hanging out with people of the opposite sex, period. I was just saying I would never hang out one-on-one with a man without you. Right. I have friends that I've known since I was a child, single-digit child. Mm-hmm. And if they came to town, we would be going to dinner with them. Right. Because I would want to show I would want them to meet you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's not a matter of, oh, they're coming in. I'm going to dinner. See you later. No, no, right. no, no, no. no. I, this I, is us. I know that I could do that. And I know that you trust me enough that that would be okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do that. Why would I not want to include you my now life into my past life. Right. And if they were like, well, I'm not comfortable with that, then I'm not meeting you up. Like there's no reason for you to try to put me in that position, especially Mm -hmm. if there's nothing nefarious. If you don't have any ill intent, this shouldn't be a problem. Right. I don't know if that makes me controlling or makes me um, abrasive or an asshole or whatever the case may be. I'll I'll be that because I I believe that like there's no reason for that shit. You know, I'm I'm very rarely ever on my phone texting people. I yeah. play like my stupid little cat games. Yeah, yeah, we play a lot of games <laughs> or, on our phone. Or we play chess. Yeah. But I'm really never texting anybody. Right. And majority of the people that I text or are my friends are women. I really don't have any male friends anymore. I text the kid's dad regularly and that's just conversation about the children. Right. If a man messages me, I say, "Hey, do you know this guy?" Yeah, you did. Like or two days ago. Yeah. If a dude messages me, I go, hey, Nick messaged me today. Right. There will never not be a time where a person of the op- opposite sex reaches out to me and I don't notify you because I will never be in a situation where you were conversing with Nick every right. day for the last three weeks and you haven't told me. Right. What are y'all talking about? Right. And, and, and that doesn't mean, that, you know, there's, I think that that's, um, there's, I mean, it's a slippery slope on how to word it. Let me, let me think about how to, how to say this without, without being in a position where somebody can come at me sideways. Those conversations are not necessarily a bad thing. Right. You, you doing that wouldn't be an issue. Um, you having the integrity to tell me that it's happening and that you talk to these people every day is going to put my mind at ease because you're not being deceptive. Right. And in that scenario, I also know that if you were having the same conversation with a dude on Facebook or Instagram every single day, after a couple of days, you would be like, this is starting to make me feel uncomfortable. Right. Like, Oh yeah. I've always told you when dudes make me feel uncomfortable right. in DMs. Like what is the point? Of, why are you reaching out to me privately? Mm-hmm. And that's another big, big discussion. If I put, if we post a picture of our life, social media is so fucking weird to me. Mm-hmm. If we post a picture of our food and people, somebody messaged you and was like, yo, that fucking Chicago dog looks amazing. Why the fuck are you messaging me? Right. Why don't you just post it for everyone else to see it mm-hmm. so that we can, I can see that you're interested in my Chicago dog. Why the fuck are you direct messaging me over this? So that is a request for attention. It, it fucking is. That's a request for a connection. Yeah. Privately. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. And when you look at it that way, it changes the tone of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to message me privately. Right. If I haven't sent you a photo of what I'm eating, be like, bro, you'll never guess where I'm at. If I post it publicly, and you private message me, that is a request for a connection. Mm-hmm. And if you were sending it to somebody privately, it's because you already have a connection with that person. Right. Yo, this is our favorite restaurant. We used mm-hmm. to go here when we were six. Right. I got I got the fucking pizza slice from whatever from Pizza Junction. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's a very different scenario than the other thing that we laid out. Right. I don't think that this falls into the, the single people versus married people thing, too. Yeah. Like, I, I personally don't have nothing in common with single people. Like, I can have all kinds of shit in common, but I'm not going out with you. Right. So that you can get drunk and try to hit on people, mm-hmm. or you can try to chase some tail while I'm sitting there doing nothing because I'm not getting involved in that. Mm-mm. You want to go shoot pool? Cool. So we can go shoot pool together, but the moment something single walks in the door and you think that you have an opportunity, I'm going to get fucking ditched so that you can go talk to that. There's no reason for that. Right. I think that we need to sit down and, like, really have a friend conversation. Yeah. And, like... 
talk about what we think is and is not acceptable in terms of even friendship. Right. Because I hold people to such a high standard that if you're not adding value to my life, I won't even accept you as a friend. If you're a newcomer and the initial interaction makes me feel unclean, I don't want you around me. Right. If you got your hand out, if you're very eager to do business, if you are um, looking for donations, asking for money, just insincere and I can tell mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to talk to you. You're going to walk away and be like, what the fuck is wrong with that person? Like, right. I don't want them around me. Um, so it takes a while for me to build up a rapport enough with somebody to make them want to, to make me want to be their friend. Mm-hmm. And then there's other situations where we meet people like in our discord that like I think about on a regular basis. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it's, they're just good men and, and they've done something that I've seen as admirable. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm the, I'm the guy now. Trying to be like, hey, hey, recognize me. Like, I need a friend. Hold right. me accountable. You know what I mean? But even at that scenario, it's weird to try to be friends with somebody on the internet because it's the internet. Mm-hmm. We should do, we should, we should do uh, for the reaction channel, we should do a friend conversation. Okay. I mean, I guess we could do it on this one too. It doesn't really matter, but. Right. Um, so. Before you keep going, I have a point I want to make. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I'm tired of talking. So. At some point in our conversation, I had a thought of what what would I as a married woman have in common with a single man? Yeah. Nothing. You know, we could both like the same superheroes. We could both be into plants. We could both be into rocks, moon or lunar phases, whatever. We could have a common ground. But when it really boils down to it, when a single man reaches out to a woman, it's because he's either attracted to something about her. She piqued his interest. A man just doesn't reach out to a woman for no reason. Nine times out of ten is because you look hot in your profile photo and he's attracted to you. Yeah. So he's already initiating that conversation with. Damn, she's hot. Yes. I've had dudes message me going, you single? No, I am not. Cool. Can we be friends? No, you just showed me your attention was trying to smash. No. So when you, when a single man reaches out to you on the internet and you're just friends. How would you feel if your man was adding strange single women on the internet and we're just friends? How Has that ever worked? Has anybody ever messaged you and just been like, want to be friends? No. I mean, I've had people message. I've had dude message me that, but I've no, they've never gotten a response. But right. Like, how do you understand what friendship is? Right. You fucking twat. No, we can't be friends. Mm-hmm. If, if you're messaging me that and that's your statement to me, you are not emotionally mature enough to even have a conversation with me on my level. Right. I've heard our very young children under the age of six, ask another child to want to be friends. Yeah. Right. Cause they don't understand the concept of friendship. That's just somebody to play with. Right. When you're 28 years old, private messaging me, asking me, want to be friends? No. Yeah. You know, when I, when I used to ride, my, when I had my crotch rocket, we had a bunch of dudes that we would ride with. Mm-hmm. And there would be people that I would add that I would ride. Like that I, every time we'd ride, I'd ever add everybody that we rode with mm-hmm. to my social media so that and when I wanted to ride, I could just post who wants to go ride today. And there would be times where I would message those people. Yo, love that bike. Let's go riding on Sunday. It's not let's be friends. Right. It's not let's get lunch. Let's get together and get a group of people and go ride. Mm-hmm. That's that's the adult equivalent of want to go play. Right. Want to go play paintball? Want to play video games? Let's like I don't need you to be my friend. I need to, right. I, need, I need somebody to help me shoot motherfuckers on Xbox. Like it's a very we understand the definition of the words that we use. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that I would ever message somebody and go want to be friends. It it sounds like somebody's been hit in the head too many times at my age asking that question. Yeah. And I have been hit in the head a lot. So right. I guess it says a lot. It really just blows my mind that there are women out there justifying the fact that they're DMing a bunch of single men and they're in a relationship. It's networking. Yeah, it's not, though. It's pushing me in the algorithm. They're referring their friends to my Instagram. So where does that line get drawn? Like, what makes that an acceptable scenario or a non-acceptable scenario? I private message nobody on anything. The only place that I will private message people is on the shared Instagram account that we have, and you can see everything that's happening. Mm. I tell people all the time to just email us. Yeah. Um, I, I will. Obviously, I check the Patreon e- messages that come right. through, but it, everybody knows that it's us. You have access to all that shit. So mm-hmm. the, but so in terms of the networking thing, though, like. 
I, I, I don't even know where that is an acceptable scenario because networking to me would be like Jordan that works. At, he's a dude. Jordan's a guy's name. Well, it it's his name. Yeah. Could be a woman. Um, Jordan technically right. could be a woman. Um, Jordan is a male. He owns a um, t-shirt company printing business locally in town. Mm-hmm. And if I had Jordan on my social media so that I could talk to him about t-shirts. That's networking. It is. Or if I'm trying to get him to promote my business and I promote his business and we're cross-promoting marketing together to grow our accounts so mm-hmm. that people locally can find us, that's networking. I have a business rapport with Jordan and I email him. Right. I don't follow his business on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about t-shirt printing. Right. I want you to make my fucking t-shirts. I want to buy them and then go on. I don't need you to promote for me. Right. That's networking. Right. That's not having, here's my Instagram, message me, and then he hits you up and going, so what are you doing for dinner tonight? Right. Right. But even still, like on the actual aspect of networking, unless you two are using each other's platforms to share your businesses, mm-hmm. to you know, hype up the businesses, look at these new shirts that I just got from blah, blah, blah's printing company. That's networking because you're, right. you're literally just showcasing their business to get other people to follow them, to help them get business. And they're doing the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. That is networking. Anything beyond that is not networking. If you are an influencer and you have to message people and have those kind of conversations to get them to follow you, you're not doing a good job as an influencer. You're not. You know how many people that have you know a million followers that don't engage with their people at all? Right. I don't accept any messages. No, oh, me neither. My TikTok shit's off. Unless I follow you back and there's only like, I think, 250 people that I follow, mm-hmm. you're not able to message me. And all of the ones that I interact with on a regular basis are either people who have been following us since we were at like 1,000 followers. Uh, Oklahoma is one of them. But he, he interacts on both of our shit every time he sees it just to drive the algorithm. Right. But I'm interacting with other creators, like actual creators. Otherwise, I don't I don't want to be messaged by people. And the people that I have become friends with on there, like Jeremy and, and Rooster, they have my cell phone number. So when they really need me or if they have a tech question or I have a question, we can actually engage, interact. I don't have to go through TikTok. Right. I, I guess in that aspect with, with Jeremy, that mm-hmm. would be networking too. But that's more of a personal level because I'm not trying to grow his business and he's not trying to grow mine. We have similar businesses that we can talk about. Right. So, I don't know. I think when it comes to networking like that, if, for example, say the female's the one who's doing the influencer thing and he works a nine-to-five, whatever he does, there would have to be hardcore stipulations. I would set up an email. Mm-hmm. If you want to contact me, you can go through my email. We're not private messaging on Instagram. And if I were a man, I would, have, I would want access mm-hmm. to see what's going on. Do you think that for the women who just do like Instagram modeling or OF Mm -hmm. that going back and forth with other people and other men is necessary for them to build their brand? Yes. Do you think it's necessary? If if someone has an OF and they're doing the the corn thing, that is necessary. How else are you going to make your revenue? For them to actually engage with the people who are watching them? Yeah, they get special requests and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know how OF works, but I know on Instagram, if they're posting pictures of their ass and they're mm-hmm. trying to build a following, they don't need to be in the DMs. Like, it's Instagram. There's right. no reason for you to do that. If you are literally just trying to hit a million followers on Instagram mm-hmm. and you're doing it by lifting weights and showing your body, why why are you having people message you unless you're sending them to another website directly right? like OF? But even then, like... You can have a link in the whatever. Right. There's not a reason for you to engage with those people on that level. I agree with that. I thought you were meaning in like in the OF scenario. I don't know how OF works. I've never yeah. even been on the website. So I haven't been on the website either, but from speaking with people who do that, do that kind of thing, there's mm. special requests where you have to converse back and forth with your client on whatever they want. Is it private? I am not sure. I mean, I imagine well, it would have to be it, private. It, but that's a business transaction. When yeah. you when you look at that, like on OF, that's actually a business transaction. Right. If it's damn girl, you got a fat ass in them shorts. That's not a business transaction. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that women who who post scandedly on the internet it gets a ton of unnecessary sexual attention. Right. And for those women who are trying to get model brands or uh, model brands, um, model contracts to model brands and do things like that, like. You don't need to engage with the random people on the internet. It's not going to make them follow or unfollow you. Right. They're just giving them personal access to you. Right. You're opening a window for them to have. That's just weird. Yeah. 
Like the more I think about social media, like it's fucking weird. If you lived in an all glass house with no blinds and walked around naked, that's the same thing as giving somebody full access to your Instagram. Yeah, that's what we live in. And people crave that attention now. I'm so glad I don't have that mindset where I need the constant validation from the outside world. And I'm, I, I, this might sound really shitty of me, but I do. I judge women who are constantly daily posting selfies of themselves. I do too. I do everybody that posts like that. I, I, um, I, but you know, at the same time, like when we post pictures of us together or like you post pictures of people that we've met in public and it gets a lot of likes, it makes me feel good. So I understand it. I don't even check the likes on that anymore. Yeah. I post a photo and that's it. Every time, because we both posted the To Be Better Instagram. Mm. Every time you post something that has you in it, it's a thousand plus likes. And every time it's me, it's way, way less. Way, way less. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Yep. Yep. You're the hotness of the of the the two of us. People love love your interactions. Crazy. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me. I, I, you know, if it's the two of us and, and people are like, I love you guys and you're happy and like all my little mm-hmm. flirty one liner shits that, that I do on mine that gets the attention. People are like, I love the way you two love each other and blah, blah, blah. That makes me feel good. Yeah. See, that's the kind of shit I care about. Yeah. I don't care how many people liked my photo on Instagram. Yeah. I don't even check the numbers. I really don't. Do you think these conversations that we have are actually going to better people's lives? I don't know. I mean, so far it has. I mean, because this was really a pointless ass. Yeah. Side piece. There was not a whole lot of value here, in my opinion, because <clears throat> we are literally just throwing situations at each other and trying to hash out what is and what is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And the original scenario is not acceptable, acceptable to me. Right. I agree. And, and having friends of the opposite sex that are new friends is not acceptable to me. Right. And that's not a controlling thing. I wouldn't tell you you could or couldn't. I would tell you that I don't like it. Right. And then I would let you make a decision. And hopefully you would make the decision that benefits both mm-hmm. of us. Because if you made a different decision, it would put us at odds. Right. And I would do the same thing. I'm not going to ever do something that I think is going to intentionally make you feel less than or fucked up towards me. I don't want that. I would rather, um, I would rather you go, I love my husband. He fucking loves me. I am secure as fuck in our relationship and I don't have to worry about shit. Then be like, I noticed you've been liking girls' photos on TikTok. Yeah. Or videos or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, because there is there is a worry there. You know, I also don't want to be known as the woman whose husband is constantly liking thirst traps. Yeah. And heart reacting all these women's photos on Facebook. It's got to make you feel less than. It, 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 it does. It, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. That's an hour. Okay. I, I'm, I'm bored with this one. Yeah. You want to do some Patreon emails? Sure. All right. Are we ending this? We can. You got something else you want to say? No. I like your hair like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked the the little piece hanging down on each yeah. side. It's because you can see my neck. It's because they're handles. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about? You want to say goodbyes? Bye, guys. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed that, found it entertaining, funny, or even learned something you didn't know before, share it. And if you're not subscribed, why aren't you? And for those of you who want to support us, get access to exclusive content and live streams, we do have a Patreon. All the links are in the description.